This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moore and McFarlane. It's Friday the 9th of February. In your Squiz today, the Brisbane Olympics runs into some hurdles, the search for a missing mum continues, peace in the Middle East is put on hold, and patisserie meets pyro. This is your Squiz today. If you're in Brisbane, you've probably heard people gabbing about the Gabba a fair bit over the past month. But for everyone else, it's worth getting across what's happening with the stadium. So, Siobhan, why don't you take us through it? Yes. So the Gabba, which is also known as the Brisbane Cricket Ground, was due to undergo a $2.7 billion rebuild ahead of the 2032 Brisbane Olympics, where it was going to play centre stage. But yesterday, the International Olympic Committee vice president, a guy called John Coates, said the redevelopment, quote, just doesn't stack up and should be ditched. Now, that's left Queensland's government and Olympic officials scrambling because with eight years to go until the Brisbane Games, it's not actually that long to sort Mm. all of these major issues out. Yeah, and the main problem, Siobhan, is that the Gabba knockdown and expansion wasn't going to come cheaply. And given the ongoing cost of living crisis, Queensland's Premier Stephen Miles is reconsidering the options they have. That's right. And last month, he launched a review into the game's infrastructure master plan, with the bill coming in at about $7 billion across several venues. Now, Miles said locals are concerned about that level of expenditure. And that's something that Victorians can probably identify with after (laughs) the 2026 Commonwealth Games were canned last year over similar budget blowouts. Now, another issue with the Gabba redevelopment is that a neighbouring heritage-listed school would have to be relocated, and so that has annoyed a lot of locals as well. Coates says the issues are bringing the games into disrepute, and he suggested moving to alternate venues like Suncorp Stadium for the opening and closing ceremonies. But the state government says that it's waiting on its review report to be handed down. It's due on the 18th of March before it makes any moves. Siobhan, the family of missing Victorian woman Samantha Murphy have made a tearful plea to get her home. Her daughter Jess Murphy and her husband Mick fronted the media yesterday to thank Ballarat locals for their support. It's now been six days since she disappeared while she was on her morning jog. Yeah, so this is a story that's been really building this week as more and more time passes since Samantha went missing without a trace. There's still no answers as to her whereabouts. Police Inspector Lisa McDougall says there are no suspicious circumstances that they've identified at this stage, but they are keeping an open mind. And in another story that's been making headlines this week, in Queensland, the daughter of Ipswich stabbing victim Vileen White has joined African community leaders in calling for calm in the aftermath of her mum's violent death. There's been reports that some African families have been verbally abused, but Cindy McAuliffe says the best way to honour her mum is for us to preach peace. 
Politicians in the US and Israel have given a hard no to two major proposals, and both of those decisions have put any hope for peace in the Middle East on hold. So the first thing to know about is that Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected the latest ceasefire deal with Hamas. He says there's, quote, no other solution but a complete and final victory. Now, that essentially means he isn't going to stop the war until Hamas is completely eradicated. Meanwhile, in the US, Senate Republicans have voted down a US $118 billion bill that would have provided millions of dollars in aid to Gaza and Ukraine. Now, that's being blamed on former President Donald Trump, who encouraged his fellow Republicans to vote against it. That's because the bill also included provisions to tighten up controls at the US-Mexico border. But Trump says they didn't go far enough, so the whole proposal has been shut down. Yeah, that's frustrated a lot of US politicians, including the Senate Majority Leader. He's a Democrat called Chuck Schumer. He now wants to call a vote on an emergency package to provide the foreign aid funding without the controversial border components. Siobhan, millions of people across the world are already on the move ahead of the Lunar New Year celebrations that kick off tomorrow. But thousands of people in China have already had their plans scuppered due to heavy snow. Yeah, it's wild to think about while so many of us Aussies are going through a heat wave. But Mm. as you say, Alice, icy conditions in China have left people stranded in their cars on the highways for hours. But Beijing has swung into action, spending millions of dollars to quickly clear the roads to ensure that people can have a positive start to the year of the wood dragon. Mm, Interesting. Thankfully, though, you don't just have to go to China to get involved, as Australia has some of the biggest celebrations outside of Asia. And if you're keen to know what the Lunar New Year has in store for you, you'll find a handy link in our Squiz Today newsletter that will tell you which animal from the Chinese zodiac you are. Siobhan, Claire and I spoke about the sheet cake trend going through the wedding circuit a few weeks ago. I know you're not a fan of that one, so you can do the (laughs) honours and set fire to that idea because this month it's all about burn-away cakes. Yeah, this is a lot more exciting and I'm more than happy to burn the sheet cakes. But to explain a little bit about what a burn-away cake is, picture a cake with an image printed on a piece of sugar or rice paper. You basically set fire to that on the top of the cake, which gradually reveals another image on the icing underneath. And it's so hot right now. (laughs) Yes. Well, like all new trends, it's exploded on TikTok. Where else? It was fueled by a Canadian baker who's racked up tens of millions of views and likes on her videos. It sounds like a regular cake with candles just isn't going to cut it anymore. Yes. Probably best to have a fire extinguisher on the hand, (laughs) just in case. Good call. (laughs) Friday Light Siobhan, I believe you're deviating from the weekly recipe today. Yes, I am, Alice, because we need to address an urgent fashion emergency. (laughs) Ballet flats are making a comeback, apparently in a big way this year, and I am concerned for our feet because mine are still recovering from when ballet flats were a thing back in 2008. They have no support, Alice. (laughs) I'm not doing it. No support at all. (laughs) There is a really good article about how to wear them without stuffing up your feet online, so I'll pop the link to that in the episode notes. I'm reading it now. (laughs) 
And just before we go, a quick note to say that Claire and Kate will be back tomorrow morning with the weekly wrap. They'll take you through what happened in the news this week. And my favourite bit, they'll also give you a heads up on what's on the news agenda for next week. Yep. Make sure you head over to the News Club show for that. Just jump into your podcast app, search for News Club and hit follow. Have a great Friday and weekend. And The Squiz Today will be back with you on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.